0: Yeah, so it was a surprise and worship it for all kind of beginning. And, uh, the kid was, make room. In uh, he had a for me. He showed me a house, but it was more like a palace. And, um, and as you were making room, uh, he was walking like down the hall. And, um, there are certain parts in our life that we hide, that we hide from the Lord. And it was like this room that was locked, and he opened it. And, um, and as he opened it, it was full of boxes and stuff and whatever. And, um, and he started cleaning out that room. And as he cleaned out that room, you see this, I just saw the, like, a, like a curtain. But it's the curtain that hides the light from the outside. And as that curtain booth opened, it was the most beautiful room in that old palace. And um, it was like a, like a tea room. And, um, and then later in worship, the Lord showed me, but that palace is actually your heart and we need to open our full of our heart to God a whole of our heart and he will make that place that we hide His showroom. yeah thanks yeah
1: yeah I feel I want to encourage all of us this night I think that's a word for every one of us. Like, no exception. There's there's space in our lives, there's space in our hearts that God wants to use for His glory. And while we keep it locked, and often it's areas in our lives that we think is not that great. While we keep it locked and hidden, we actually keep it locked and hidden from God entering into that area of our life. And he wants to use that for his glory. And God this morning is saying, identify that area in your life and unlock it. Let me in. Let me unpack those boxes. Throw away that needs to be thrown away and use that room for my glory. So I think let's, we can take our seats So, <clears throat> this morning, bad night, who is also on eldership with me, is still on leave. So, just so you know why you're only seeing me up here. You I think this morning, along along that word, that game, and God wants to encourage each one of us this morning to give our entire life to Him. And uh, not to keep anything back. To take hold of what God has for you oom fricky. oom the eerste keer I feel God's got a lot still for you to do in your life. It's a new beginning in outsweer but God's got a lot for you like a Caleb. Like you know when Israel took the promised land after how long were they in the and in the, in, the, in the desert, 40 years extra. Caleb was in his in his later years. I think he must have been 80 years old, about, because he was a young man when they got there the first time, and he got to enter the promised land. And they said, "Okay, Caleb, you know what? The hill country was yours, but it's filled with with some giants. Maybe you're a bit old now." And he said, "No, no, no, no." that's my promise. I'm going to take the hill country with the, with the giants. And he did take the hill country. And he slayed those giants in the hill country. That's what history tells us. Actually, the young men that took the center land, the easy land, did not slay all of the giants in their lifetimes. So, Friki, I feel that for you. Is, I want to encourage you that there are some giants still yeah, were, and and that need to be slain and God's going to use you in it now this morning let's read together out of Ephesians 2 verse 8 Ephesians 2 verse 8 it says for it's by grace that you've been saved through faith and this is not from yourself It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So whatever we do, there's no boasting. For we are God's workmanship. We were made by Him, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do, to do good works. So each one of us, has some stuff that God wants us to do he's prepared some good works for me to do for each one of us to do for each one of you God has some good works so do you know that God limits himself God can do everything on his own he doesn't need my help but there's some stuff there's some some things some good works that will never happen if I don't do them. There's some part of God's glory that will not come in this world unless I actually walk in the calling and the destiny that God has for me. If I don't open that door of that room in my life, actually God will get less glory. That's a a profound thing. And we see that in Scripture, that Jesus was limited in his life by the unbelief of Israel. That Israel did not do all the things that God had for them, and then it wasn't done. So, each one... So, we, we often talk about callings and ministries. So, you know that you, each one of you have a calling. It's not an accident that you hear it's not uh, you get saved and that's it so that now you can go to heaven great and you've got to come to church and listen to me once a Sunday otherwise you don't get to go in or something (laughs) you know you've got to keep up the record keep the stamps going like at spa if you want to buy those knives for a discount you've got to go buy there get those stamps stamp them, fill up the ticket and then you can get the, the knife if you filled it up. <laughs> then my wife gives the stamps away. <laughs> but uh, that's not how it works. That's not how God's kingdom works. There are some good works for us. And you have a calling and you have a, a ministry that God has assigned to you. And, uh, and it might shift. So years ago when I got saved, I was talking to to Joshua and them earlier. Years ago when I got saved in a much like a a big, big mega church scenario, um, I I started serving God with everything I had. But I was very much called into the sound team of the church. Like the day that I went to the front, the guy that was running the sound of the church came to me and said, God's placed you on my heart. Like I didn't know him from a bar of soap. He left the sound desk, walked up to me, and said, "You and I, we need to walk a road." And he didn't know, but I had worked at the SABC in sound before, and he didn't know me. He didn't know that. And I started serving the church in sound faithfully. I did. I was there three days of the week after work. I would go there. Do practices, set up sound, work on the sound, and uh, put speakers in the roof. They're still there to this day in that church. Yeah. And uh, on Sundays, I'd go there at what, six in the morning and come home at eight in the evening. Because we had three services. And, and I did that. That was my thing, that was my calling. And even in Josh Jen, when I joined Josh Jen, I did the sound. So I was the sound guy of Josh Jen. (laughs) And really I was of Josh Jen. I was the sound guy, even when there were multiple congregations. I once toured here to meet with William to talk about sound and worship. And it was my thing. And I did it faithfully. I did do it faithfully. And God's got something for each one of us to do. So, so how does it work? So you you give your heart to the Lord, and then, and then what? So there's a scripture here: it's Corinthians, two Corinthians, eight, verse three, and it says this. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able this is Paul writing and even beyond their ability so they gave more than what they had entirely on their own nobody asked them they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the saints and they did not do as we expected but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will And that last sentence, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. So it's God's will for us to give us first to him. Now, when I first got saved, I was alone in the desert in Namibia on a mountain. True story. And God spoke to me. And I gave my life and it was amazing it was this God and me in the desert and uh, it was really like all of a sudden there was more color it was in the Namibian desert and I sat on a mountaintop watching the sun and it was incredible the colors changing and I, I saw life for the first time differently in that moment and it's amazing because God is great And he gave me the breath that I have, and I can just worship God for the rest of my life. But it doesn't stop there, see? God's will is for me to give my heart to him first. And then Paul said to us. So I left the desert, and I went back to Cape Town, and I joined a church, and I started doing sound. And then there were some leaders that I had to answer to. And they weren't God. They weren't perfect. You know that, huh? Eh? It's like, I'm not perfect. I'm leading this thing. yeah. And I'm going to forget people's names. I'm not going to answer WhatsApps. I'm not, even, I'm not even 12 hours in my, into my life. It's life's history now, and I've, I can point out two things that I've done wrong or missed, right? Um, leaders are not perfect. The church is not perfect because it's made up out of people. Yet, God says it's his will in that scripture. It says, look, just put that up again. It says, and then to us, in keeping with God's will. So it wasn't Paul's idea for the church to give their hearts to leadership. It was God's will. It is God's will. So it brings us to an immediate problem. Because my prophetic word of my life, when I got saved in that church... Was not to do the sound. In fact. uh, The guy that I gave my heart. uh, The the guy that preached. Was a guest preacher. uh, A guy by the name of Bill Price. Uncle Bill's still alive. I still have contact with him to this day. And. He came straight to me. I think there was probably like 400 people then forward. But he, he went straight through the crowd. Came straight to me and had a word for me. And he said, he had these amazing things that he spoke over my life. That I was going to be a leader in the church. That God had an awesome thing for me to do. That I was going to be like Caleb. And I was going to take mountains and slay things. And I was going to walk in the prophetic. It was an amazing word to get on the day that I committed my life fully to God. And then, my friend Wayne came to me, and he's still my friend, and he said, I feel God's connecting us. You must come and do sound with me. And right there, everything went south. What about Caleb? (laughs) And the prophetic? What about the Holy Spirit and me walking in in signs and wonders? That would still happen, I think. (laughs) And I've seen some stuff, but yeah, I'll get there. Uh, and all of a sudden I'm doing sound with the not so perfect leaders. And but what happened to my my destiny? What happened to my calling? What happened to my ministry that that Bill Price spoke about? Here I'm stuck in a sound team, seemingly for the rest of my life. And uh But it is That's God's will God's will Is for us to give Ourselves first to him And then To each other To the people And this morning It is It's like I missed that little part Where it was Caleb That was spoken over me Because I was still 21 I missed the part where Caleb was 80 (laughs) <laughs> when he walked into his destiny, <laughs> you know he took he went and saw the land when he was in his early forties or thirties or something, but he only took possession of it when he was in his eighties, and I missed that part. I just heard glory and take the land like Caleb missed the part where I was going to be eighty <laughs> God's will for us to give us first to Him. So, yeah, I, another story, I was, I worked in IT, so I didn't only do sound for church, I also had a job, day job. And, uh, mostly because I got saved, my life started getting better. You know that? You know that they say that the road to heaven we spoke about this this morning it's not in my notes i said the road to heaven is narrow and difficult and the road to hell is paved and wide that's what people say there's even a picture like that have you seen that picture it's not true no scripture like that the scripture says that the entry to hell is wide but the gates that lead to heaven is narrow and hard to find I'm going to tell you the road to heaven Much easier than the road to hell Much easier I lived that It's like I was on the wrong road It wasn't a nice road I rolled my mom's car Almost killed friends In that accident Luckily they were not seriously injured But they could have been It was actually a miracle That they weren't killed Around the circle at Greenpoint rolled my mom's car drank too much drove too fast in the rain in Cape Town stupid is that a bad word to use <laughs> that is the road that leads to hell that was not easy the road that leads to heaven had success in the workplace I joined a company called Business Connection BCX and very quickly, all of a sudden, my life was much better. I was in IT, I could study, and I started becoming quite successful. And when we joined us, Jen, I was a I was a contractor. I met Liesl on the road to heaven. See now I'm doing well. <laughs> and I don't think Liesl would have the guy with that didn't give his heart to Lord, I don't think she would have been interested at all she was she was Miss Mary Mary Poppins so she was the head girl you know <laughs> no, I'm making you shy <laughs> but definitely I was that guy in school that she would have nothing to do with um, but God had a different plan and I found that narrow gate and started walking on the easier road and and um, on the way I met Liesl and we joined Josh Chen and but IT was great and then I started giving all my time that I had free to the office of Josh Chen because I was a contractor so I didn't steal time from work. Uh, it was I was a contractor so the time that I didn't bill for, I gave to Josh Chen, which became more and more. And uh, and I, I worked and it was great because I was like they called me Superman. Because every time they had a problem in the office, I would arrive, and I'd just fix it. You know, you know, you, you struggle with your printer, and you can't get it to work. And then the IT guy walks in, and he just goes. Oh, yeah, it's working. And you go, what did you do? Oh, nothing. And you go. Yeah, but what did you do? And it's like, no, really, nothing. It's just working. And I used to say computers are scared of me because then I'll throw them away because they won't work. And literally, I like, would walk in and they would just work. And it's like, <laughs> or a network or a whatever. And uh, it was great because I just walked into the office when I wanted to, and I didn't have to. And uh, and everybody just loved me when I got there because I solved all their problems. And then I started working in the office of Josh Jen. So I left the contracting work that I did. And I started working in the office uh, as the IT guy of Josh Jen and sound guy. And uh, it was a sacrifice. There were some, I've earned less money at Josh Jen than I used to at BCX. (laughs) But the point here is this, all of a sudden I wasn't Superman anymore. And all those people that loved me because I came in and gave my time expected me to do certain things. And it wasn't that nice anymore. Because it didn't make me feel that good anymore. Right? And it was death on a whole different level all of a sudden for me. Serving leaders that are not perfect. So. And then. Just keep on serving the leaders that are not perfect. They don't say thank you always. They are stressed and have worries of their own and need you to perform at your best. Right? Church office is just like any other office. I found out it's got its own it's got its own problems and things that need to be fixed and lots of pressure to work under. But this morning for you. It's like, I think God wants to highlight this. It's like, have you given yourself to the church, to his church? Are you serving in some or other capacity in your life? What is it that God wants you to do right now? And maybe you've got a destiny and a calling. Maybe there's a prophetic word. And if you don't have one, we also need to look at that because God wants to show you the road ahead but this morning what is it that you have to offer and are you offering it are you pouring your life out into the kingdom or are you serving yourself are you giving yourself only to yourself and I'm not saying resign and go work in some church office but what is it that you can do what is it, how can you give yourself to God's kingdom and be aware that it's not necessarily that word that you have it might be something completely different and Justin's got the saying when people join, I've seen leaders from churches join Just Jen. And then they come and they say, like, we we're going to join Just Jen and we're this and that. And then, okay, you can make tea. Great. Tea? But I can, I can preach and I've got a word to be Caleb. Yes, do sound. <laughs> no, but it's not my destiny, God. I've got a prophetic word to be a leader yeah do sound do you know this that no man can stop God's destiny in your life if it's God it'll happen no leader of the church no matter what church you're in this morning for you guys that are not in this church but whatever church you're in no man can stop what God has for you if you serve God do the sound, make the tea, back the chairs, serve. You could say, well, what is it that I can do? So this morning we started church 10 minutes late. Did we? 10 minutes, was it? Seven. Hmm. Ask Michael, Mr. Detail. so we started 10 minutes late about (laughs) why did I forget that the sound wasn't working or the video was still not right no that's not why we start church if you go to any just gen in the more than 42 places we meet on a Sunday you'd probably find that church service starting 10 minutes later than the time on the internet why Because in this life today, we, you, are so busy that you almost have no time to greet one another. Don't come at 10 minutes past because you know that's when I'm going to say, hey, welcome everybody to Josh Chen this morning. You've missed it. You've missed the opportunity. The idea is to be here and to greet one another. How are you? Take your interest in one another. If you have nothing else to give, you have that. How are you? And really care. Not how are you? Awkward, don't tell me. You know that we say, how are you doing? I'm well. (laughs) I'm doing great, how are you? This is don't tell me about your problems. I don't really want to know. I'm just asking because I should. It's polite. No, no. How are you this morning? I really want to know. That question comes with a responsibility all of a sudden. Maybe that person needs prayer. Maybe that person needs food. Maybe that person needs a lift to George. Somewhere. Maybe that person needs you to help them clean their yard <laughs> after they've built a house on their own. Jan said he's going to get little stones for his property and we can all help him put it there. And then afterwards we must pick it up again because he doesn't want them. <laughs> he's just desperate for us to help him with something. <laughs> Maybe that person has a washing machine that's leaking and you can fix it. Too late, Yan already fixed it. <laughs> but that is what we have to give. You have t- you have that to give to one another. And when we do, God's glory will come. So, you know that let's go got more scriptures I've got to get to them first to God and then to each other Matthew 16 verse 24 so Jesus said to his disciples if anyone would come after me so if we follow Jesus he must do a couple of things deny himself take up his cross and follow me For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will find it. So, if you want to keep your life, you'll lose it. But if you give your life away, you'll find it. That is so different to what we hear today in the world, isn't it? Haven't you heard the latest, like, I'm going to the mountain to find myself? Have you heard that? It's like, I'm going to this spiritual resort to find who I am. What is it that God has for me? I have to find myself. That is what the world is saying. You can find books on the shelves, Christian books even. Find yourself. The five steps to a better you. Right? Right? That's not good God is saying. God God doesn't write the whole book, he's just got one sentence. Die. Die. Whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will find it. This morning that's the way you find your life. If you are lost, if you feel lost, if you feel Yo, oh, I have missed it. What is it that God has for me? Here I am. I'm old or I'm young and I still don't know where I'm going. What is it that God has for you? Lose your life. Die. Don't live for yourself. Come early on a Sunday. Connect with the people here. Live your life for something much bigger than you you know we we build our careers i was in bcx and i was going up the ranks and because computers are scared of me they do what i say so life was easy there and i had a corner office eventually in business connection huge company with a view of table mountain and uh Funny thing about that corner office is you sit with your back towards the view and the people that come into your office see it. (laughs) Just thought of that. (laughs) With a nice carpet eventually and a nice salary and a car. And that was building my life. It's nice to build your life. What good is it if a man gains the whole world but forfeits his soul? I could have stayed in the corner office in BCX. I could have become upper, upper management or whatever. It was management already. But God had a different plan. I started working in the office as the IT guy again. It was funny when I started there because I had forgotten how to do certain things, like install a printer. I actually didn't really know anymore because other people did it in BCX. I told them to do it, and things and computers move so fast that for a year, you don't do something. Like, ask me now. It's what, about eight, nine years later that I haven't done any IT, and my printer doesn't work at home, and I can't fix it. I've tried. <laughs> it's not scared of me anymore. <laughs> But we can build our own life and we can have a corner office. But then I would live for myself. So here's the thing. We build our own world, a career. Really? A career. So small. You know what God's idea is? God says ask me. What should we ask God? You know that. What is, what is God saying? He's saying, ask me. He says, ask me for nations. <laughs> we settle for a career. We could have nations. But we have a career. Or something. Whatever it is that we're chasing. Is a career sin? No. But if it becomes your focus, it is. Your children in school. Is it sin to have the best for them in your heart? And to and to pour your life out for them? No. But if it's your focus, it is. Sports. South Africa. Is it? Is it sin to love rugby and watch it, or Formula One this afternoon? <laughs> Carlos science on pole position, if you wanted. <laughs> For the first time in his career, in a Ferrari.
0: <laughs>
1: Squirrel. <laughs> is it wrong to love sports? No, but if it becomes your focus, it is. Anything that you make more important than God in your life. Your wife. I must love my wife. It is, come on. It will be a sin not to. In fact, I should lay down my life for my wife. Like Jesus did for the church. Right? But if if she's more important to me than God, then I've made an idol out of my wife. I think that she does wrong. But all of a sudden, there's something wrong in my life. And I miss, even in my marriage, miss something of God's blessing. That could be there. Because I'm not putting God first. In everything, put God first. The amazing thing is, God then requires me to lay down my life for my wife. So, how close is that to first? First. God will share his glory with you. Right? Ask me for nations and I will give them to you. God will give us nations if we ask him, if we put him first. And then we will walk in glory and greatness. oh well, not mine, God's. If I grasp for God's glory, it's my ministry. I am the big man of God. I'm grasping for God's glory. What what would I get? Nothing. It's when we humble ourselves. Take a low position. That God goes. Now I can share my glory with you. Because you're not stealing it. Baptism. When you got baptized, you actually said, God, no longer my life that I live, your life, the life of Jesus that I now live in my life. That's baptism. This morning, God's saying to you, live your life like that. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14 with that for christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all that's what jesus did he died for us and therefore all died so our sin is gone right that's a great verse and then it goes on it says and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again Jesus died so that I don't have to live for me. Jesus died so that I can live for him. I can give everything away that I thought was important. My my ministry, my my taking the mountain as Caleb. God doing sound. Anybody that's done sound in the church knows. Uh, William, that is so not taking the mountains. (laughs) No glory in that. It's only people who are aware of sound, you know when. When it's not there. Yeah. So if the guy that does the sound does his job perfectly, you don't know that sound is happening. When he gets no shine, then he's done his job really well. This is Rudy, this morning. In the back, quietly. He was here this morning at 7, setting up with William. Quietly in the background. There's some prophetic words over their lives. That sounds much greater than doing the sound (laughs) but I don't have to live for me anymore I don't have to worry about my life anymore because God's worrying about that I never resigned from the sound team of Josh Jane I was asked to go (laughs) in fact I was told to go not because I wasn't doing it so faithfully I was doing it so faithfully that Philip came to me and said, Davi, I don't think you should continue doing sound. It was an elders' meeting. And I'd come onto eldership. And it was four years later. And I was still doing the sound. And there was, a, was an elders' meeting and Philip said he'd arranged for Jaku van Mullendorf to do the sound in Sunningdale for the elders' meeting. And he wants me to sit... Somewhere in the front, and I said, "But Yaku's not an eldership. How can he do sound?" He said, "You did it for years. Yeah, but I was trusted. <laughs> I didn't talk. Well, don't you trust Yaku?" "Yeah, I do. Yaku's a great friend of mine. <laughs> I do, but but that's what I do. I do the sound for the elders' meetings. I've done it for years." no actually we don't want you to do sound at all anymore I've spoken to your fellow elders in, in Malpas, and and we've actually decided together you shouldn't do sound in Malpas anymore I was an eldership I was still doing sound for years why? well that's what God gave me so I did it until somebody said no It's not good for you anymore. You're hiding behind that desk. You should be on a mic a little bit. That was my worst nightmare. In front of the church on a mic. My worst nightmare. I promise you. They're like, okay, we want you to do announcements before church. That's it. Just do announcements. The worst announcements in the history of Josh Jen. Worse than this morning. (laughs) And then came a day that Ivan Van Feeren walked up to me (laughs) during worship. And he went, I'm not doing sound anymore, so I'm in the front doing worship. And uh, Ivan van Fierin walks up to me and he says, Sadavi, so what do you feel? Knock, knock. <laughs> <laughs> I did that to two the other day. <laughs> what do you feel? What do you mean, what do you feel? What should I feel? I feel embarrassed. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't got anything to say. I yes, said, Well, what do you feel? What's God doing in the meeting? sure I should feel something (laughs) so taking that mountain land that I had to take actually wasn't that easy in the end sound was actually much better (laughs) and that is I want to say don't walk into the calling that God has for you too early I was lucky I got to sit in elders' meetings for years before I was an elder in the church. For years, I had the privilege of hanging around the rest of the eldership of Josjean as it grew from one to 40 congregations. Well, I think we were about 20 by the time I became an elder. I had the privilege of sitting there and hearing every word that was said, and God was training me. I didn't know that. I would forgotten about my own word. Dead. Gone. Forgotten. Sometimes, you will have to bury whatever God has for you. Kill it. So that God can bring life into it. Don't put your own life into it. Don't. Don't grasp for it. If that is from God, no man can stop it. No person that forgets you behind the sound desk can stop you from walking in what God has for you. He died so that we no longer have to live for ourselves. He now lives for us. That's amazing. Matthew 10 verse... 37 anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me wow anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me whoever finds his life will lose it Whoever loses his life, for my sake, will find it your. Right? But it doesn't end there. So don't live for people, but live for God. So Mark 10 verse 29, what does that say? It sounds very much the same as the one that you just read. It says, I tell you the truth, this is Jesus speaking. I think he wanted this to be important. Did Jesus ever lie? But yeah, he says, I'm telling you the truth. (laughs) Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields. Fields, speaking of your job and your work and your ministry and your things that you have, right? For me and the gospel. For God and the gospel. Again will fail to receive a hundred times as much when in this present age homes brothers sisters mothers children fields and with them (laughs) persecutions (laughs) and in the age to come eternal life yes don't live your life for you lose it God saying, if you do, not only are you worthy of him, but he's saying he'll give you so much more than you could ever have walked in on your own. So I left Melpus, took my family, my kids to come here, because God said so. It wasn't my plan, God's plan. I never dreamt of leading a congregation. In fact, I didn't think I should. <laughs> I'm not sure whether I should still. <laughs> you can tell me how I'm doing. <laughs> thanks, Shaunae. <laughs> Shaunae is a little bit like Philip to Andrew, Shaunae is to me. Y- you know? <laughs> it's like, thanks, Shaunae. <laughs> but it was a sacrifice to leave the town that we had lived in for 16 years the beach 500 meters from my house friends friends that I had made that I had been friends with for not 10 or 20 but 25 years and longer Um, why? because this is better that's why because God's plan for me is better than my own plan my plan would have been to stay there save up buy a house by the beach that was not the better plan God's plan is better I can't always see it right when you get those Facebook posts where the guys surfing best waves ever then you don't think that I'd be lying if I said I do, right? But God, I went back to Malpus. Now, when was it? Three, four weeks ago? We were in Cape Town. And it was the first time in a year that I was back in the congregation on a Sunday. And all the people, there were actually some people we didn't know, but all the people we love and have lived with and built into, all there. And the service started. And it was a bit different. And I actually took the mic and spoke, which I very seldom did in Malpos, and directed something of that meeting in Malpos, which I very rarely did there. And I could see some of the other elders, seven of them, <laughs> there. Not one guy. Six other guys to ask, okay, hey, what do you think we were going? <laughs> and I could see them going, that's interesting that he grabs the mic <laughs> and I spoke to Monet who's overseeing this region that, after that and he said you know you can't go back I said why he said you've grown too much in the last year your space is not big enough there you've grown too much that's God's plan for us to grow too much to fit where we used to be. You can't stay where you you were and where you feel comfortable. Do not live for people. Do not live for yourself this morning. Live for God because His plan is better than your plan. Ask for nations. This morning ask God for nations that's what he wants to give us 412 conference coming up is an opportunity to go meet some of those nations ask God this morning for what he wants for you it's more than you can ever imagine don't hold on to your life let it go this morning maybe you're sitting here and you're saying but you're talking about God and you're talking about living my life for him and dying for him but I don't even know him I haven't given my life first to God because you can't give your life to ministry church people before you give your life to God first to God and this morning you're saying well I haven't done that or you're sitting here and said well but I took it back huh? I've done that it wasn't just the last 30 years of of me just serving God full on every day there's been times that I've taken my life back it wasn't good <laughs> if you want motivation not to take your life back just do it very quickly you'll run back to God and go, whoa, I made a mistake. This morning, if that's you, and you go, no, I want to come back to God. I'd like everybody to close their eyes. Why? Just to make it easier. I'd like to have you raise your hand. Either you've never given your life to God, or you've taken it back. This morning, God wants to give you the opportunity to say, God, pick me. I want nations. I don't want to live my life for me. I want you. Is there anybody like that this morning? Anyone that says, Pick me, God, my life for you? I see that hand. See that hand. See that hand. You can put it down. This morning, then a second group of us that's not living just for God so yes God I have you but not the people I can't trust people they'll hurt me yes they will they'll disappoint me yes they will so this morning if you haven't it's God's will If you want to recommit yourself to living God's will for your life, to find whatever it is that God has for you right now, I'd like you to raise your hand. See those hands. God sees those hands. It's not for me. You know that. It's not for me. It's for God. You can put them down. Let's pray.
0: I'd like all of us to pray together.